hey, I heard there's an app for that. Of course there's an app for that. There's an app for everything. There really is. I have a feeling we have just scratched the surface on the weird apps out there. I think you're right. There's some real good apps too. I'm so excited about the apps. Let's talk about them today, okay? I could talk about apps all day. Welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal, and I'm a big believer in the power of habits. We know from the research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. On today's episode, we are talking about apps that can make your life easier, more efficient, maybe even happier and healthier, or Maybe in Jenny's case, a little nerdier. Hey, now. Uh, That checks out, by the way. Uh, So this week, I'm liking A Walk in the Woods, and Jenny is into a book. And I'm up for the win this week, and it is, once again, about exercise. And Jenny's Learn is about the downfalls of using rewards to teach new skills. We're going to get to that later in this episode. But first, let's talk about some apps. Yeah. So, I mean, our phones have become really an extension of our bodies and not to get too out there, but it's, I start feeling like it's almost AI, but anyway, that's another whole stream, but they really enable us to do incredible things and so easily with the use of tons of apps. And as the saying goes, there's an app for that. There's an app for that. Of course there is, (laughs) but we all know that they can be highly addictive too. So the key is finding ways to make them work for us and not being a slave to that technology. It's about finding that good balance. All right. So I hope that it never stops blowing my mind that I can touch a glass screen in a couple of places and send someone money for my share of the food order or have a pizza show up at my door. Uh, It's some pretty Jetsons level stuff. But I agree, these devices can be very addictive and it's all about making them work for us and not being a slave to them. And as you said just now, they've become an extension of our bodies. I think it's reasonable and it seems very Jetson-y that in this lifetime, they'll be more incorporated into our actual bodies, either by wearing devices or actually being inserted into our bodies, which is kind of scary, but also maybe there could be some cool stuff about it too. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm surprised that neither one of us are Apple Watch people. Yeah, I, I, my sister has one and she likes it. I think I might like it too, but I just don't really like wearing jewelry or anything on my hands. So Me too. I'd have to get used to it. I have a weird thing it. about stuff on my wrist. Oh yeah, I know this about you. Yeah. <laughs> We've I'm talked about this before. Bracelets or anything, but anyway. Um, but, and I think the reason why too, I'm a little resistant to the Apple Watch is because I feel like I'm already trying to distance myself from my phone. And I feel like that would only intensify my relationship with um, checking in with my texts and all of that. Sure. I mean, you and I had our digital detox that we did back in December. Yeah. And I think you and I, we learned a lot from that. That was a real eye opener for both of us. 
it was incredible to actually get some objective data on what it was that we were doing. It was right around the time that Apple brought out the insights in the phone. So I think it worked out well because it was good timing. So Mm -hmm. if you're not aware of this, listeners, when you look at your iPhone, and I'm sure there's some uh, something that's uh, corollary on an Android, that you can tell how many minutes, hours you've been on your phone every week. You can tell which apps you were looking at. You can tell how much time, what time of day, uh, what the difference is between last week to this week. And it's kind of incredible that sometimes the average could be, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours a day, depending on the person. Absolutely. It's, uh, I found as well as part of that digital detox, you and I both did 24 hours without our phones. Yeah. And it was the most liberating feeling. Well, it was liberating ultimately, but remember for both of us, it was anxiety inducing to begin with because we, we are so, I think culturally, but both of us as well are so entrenched in that world of technology and being reliant on this device that's constantly with us. It's never more than an arm's reach away. Mm -hmm. So there's something about the phone that we're still having a love hate relationship with, and I'm sure we'll continue to explore this relationship because it has some amazing, amazing benefits. And that that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about today. But there's, yeah. it's not all good. So we have to find that, that good balance. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's talk about the apps that we love and uh, that help us have an easier and more productive life and let us get back to real life. Yeah. Okay. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about the apps that we find useful and that don't suck our time, <laughs> the things that add value okay. to our lives. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take a look at my phone here and see what I've got. Okay. So this one for me, this is a big one. Um, our groceries it's called, and it's kind of all together. So this is a grocery list app. Have I told you about this one? No, I know that you use something like this and I'm very curious to hear about this because I'm, okay. I would, I think probably this would be helpful for John and I with our groceries and meal planning and stuff. So I want to hear everything. It's a good one. And this kind of ties in with when we were talking about food and I mean, meal planning, a lot of people hear about that. It's a great habit to integrate. Um, but our groceries is a grocery grocery list app and there's a free version and a paid version. I use the free version and it enables you to have, you can have multiple lists. So I have multiple lists by store. So for example, I have a Costco list, I have a grocery store list, different things like that. So then, and the cool part about this app is you can network it. So for Jeff and I, we each have it on our phones and it's networked. So awesome running grocery list and we both can add things to it as we notice things that we need and save. So save we've both populated the list and he's out and he stops at the grocery store. He's got a live example of the list and he could be partway through the store and I add something to the list and he's going to see it instantly. So for me, I think this is really cool. And you know what else is kind of funny about this? He will go to the grocery store and he'll be like, say, doing our big shop for the week. And I can look at the list and I'll know where he is in the store because of everything that's crossed off because it's by category. So I'll kind of, I'll know if I'm going to add something, if he's already passed that part or not. Um, Oh my gosh, that's cool. It's nice because you don't have to worry about forgetting the list at home or not knowing what you needed. You have this running list and you have it with you as long as you have your phone. And let's be honest, we always have our phone. We always have our phone. Yeah. Especially in the grocery store. 
So this is a really, I think this is a really good one, especially for um, couples or households to manage that together. And then it's not one person's responsibility. It's a shared responsibility. Yeah. Well, that's the part that it's like shared work, but it allows you to share it equally and and allows for everybody to be involved. There's also taking out that whole piece of, oh, I'm texting you or calling you last minute saying, hey, get the whatever. Absolutely. It just lets the list be the list and eliminate the rest of that. So for couples, you're welcome. Just saved saved your marriage. (laughs) All right. For all of these apps that we're talking about today, if you want to check them out, I'll have links in the show notes. Go to drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast, and you can check them all out there. Mm -hmm. So that was our groceries. So the first app that I want to talk about, you've heard me talk about this before. It's called Duolingo. And this is a language learning app that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. One of my 19 for 2019 is to learn to speak more Spanish. So at the beginning of 2019, I downloaded this Duolingo app to help me out. So right now I am currently on a 162 day streak, which is a feat of strength for me like no other. I don't do things every day and I've done things every day for 162 days in a row. And it's helped. It's amazing how much you can learn if you do something 10 minutes a day. And it's easy to learn. It gives you options so that you repeat back what they say in another another language. It allows you to translate from the language that you're learning to English and vice versa. Then it gives you little tests and it gives you sort of like points. So it becomes a bit gamified. It's very fun and it's awesome. So I, I love that app. I used it for a little bit. I thought it was great. Oh, it's so fun. And I was addictive. We had some uh, a family here visiting on the weekend or last week, and they use it in school to help them with their French. What? Yeah. So the kids, uh, the one little guy, he was, I think he's about 10 and they use it in school to do it for, so they, I guess they, they include some of these apps in their curriculum at school. No way. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. So the other reason I like this app is that I, it's kind of a go to me now, uh, where Otherwise, I would be tempted to scroll mindlessly through social media. So now at least I feel like I'm actually distracting myself with learning something versus just randomly scrolling. So that's kind of my go to now. So that's where I've been using this as well. So it's kind of like, I can kill two birds with one stone, if you will. Um, So here's a little more about the app. As of this month, August of 2019, Duolingo offers 90 different language courses in 22 languages. You can use it for free if you watch some ads, but you are limited in the free version by five quote lives or they call it hearts. So if you make five mistakes while you're going through your learning, you'll have to wait several hours to try again while it sort of repopulates the hearts. Um, I've been okay using the free app, but if you want to avoid the ads and you want to be able to make unlimited mistakes and just keep going with your learning, then you can purchase a premium version of it. And it's a paid version, obviously. So this app has over 300 million registered users around the world, which is, it's pretty fantastic. So a lot of people are using Duolingo to learn different languages. That's awesome. And I know, um, so in my workplace, we have um, offices in Texas, right on the border with Mexico. Yeah. And so we have a ton of people who speak Spanish. And one of my colleagues has been using Duolingo and she now can fully understand conversations. Amazing. Just from using this app. It's incredible. Oh, like, so awesome. And we have a lot of colleagues here in St. Thomas that speak Spanish as well. And like, I would say, I don't know, a good part of the day I'm listening to speak, people speak Spanish and I genuinely have no clue what they're saying. I'm starting to understand little bits here and there, but she can now really understand. And she'll just tell me like, oh, 
this is what's happening. And she can understand it. Oh, that's and cool. An, like an English speaker. It's so cool. Great. Um, okay, so another list. So it's kind of, I would say it's kind of like our groceries in that it's one that you can network and it's called Wonderlist. So this is a to-do list app. And I mean, you can also just use the tasks feature if you have an iPhone and I'm sure there's an equivalent on an Android um, and you can network it with your, with whoever you want to. But for whatever reason, Wonderlist seems to work for us. This is one that Jeff actually uh, came across and started using. So if it's something he's going to use, I'm going to get on board. Because if, if he's going to be engaged and use it, then that's good. Sweet. Um, I would like for us, I would say it's been a, a bit of a game changer. Because before, I tended to be the person who kind of kept a to-do list. Whether a mental to-do list or even a list on my phone. And I... I never liked that feeling of being the person reminding someone of what needed to be done or like handing out, a, you know, like the to-do items. I don't like that. I don't, like we aren't a honey-do list family. I don't take that. I got, it just doesn't work for us. Um, but I like this because we can both add items to the to-do list, like make doctor's appointment for Ethan and assign it to someone with a due date. Cool. And so you can look at the list and it's got task, who it's assigned to and a due date. And it's so, and you can put anything on it. So, you know, I'm looking at ours right now and it's got some random stuff on it. Um, but it keeps this like live up to date list that is networked between our phones and we both are aware of what's happening. It's very useful on the weekends as well. Um, if there's things that need to get done around the house, <laughs> it, you don't have to say like, oh, I need you to do this. You just put it on the wonder list and then it's That's a really cool. List. It kind of takes the psychic load that is held often by one person and uh -huh. spreads it out. Yeah. 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 It's been a real game changer. And I think that because um, we were looking for something like this because I think Jeff was feeling badly because a lot of the times these things fall on the mom yeah. in a household or the wife. And so he was kind of looking for a way to improve that. And he came across this app and it's been very useful. Awesome. And he's such a, he is such a, a box checker. Like yeah. he loves just checking stuff off a list. So this is great for him. Like he loves it if he can just go, okay, check, check, check. And he can work through a list. Amazing. So Add stuff to it all the time. But yeah. All right. Wonder list. I like it. Yeah. It's a good one. What do you got? Well, this next one is kind of random and a bit fun and it's not really related to habits necessarily, but I do use it occasionally and it can be helpful in certain situations or with a certain niche of people. So it's called Vivino. Do you know about this one? <laughs> no, but I'm guessing it's about wine. <laughs> it's about wine. Vivino? So oh the app's catchphrase is discover the right wine. So basically what it does is you open up the app and it allows you to take a picture of the bottle. So you're at a friend's house or you're at a restaurant or you're even at the liquor store and you're not sure like you want to know more about the wine or you're not sure which wine to get. Once you take a picture, the app will look at it and it'll give you ratings and reviews and it'll give you, um, you know, all sorts of things that other people have said about the wine. It'll give you the average price of the wine. It'll give you comparisons of what it's like compared Holy. to other wines that are on your list. So it's a really helpful app if you know that certain people like a certain type of wine or if you know you really like a certain one that you've never tried before and you're like oh i need to remember this one you just 
like take a little snapshot of it and it goes in your list. And the next time you're at the liquor store, you can like look through your list and pick it up. Wow, that's cool. So it's, again, as I said, it's not really related to habits, but it can be very helpful. And especially if you like to bring a bottle of wine as a hostess gift and you sort of have an idea of what the host or the hostess um, would like, this can be helpful in those situations too. Uh, I'm feeling a little self-conscious about my apps versus <laughs> your apps so far. So far, you're like, yeah, I'm going to speak Spanish, drinking the wine. And I'm like, grocery list, task list. Yeah, I feel like uh, yours are way more practical. So I feel like so far, we're bang on in terms of our personalities. <laughs> I maybe had a different idea. Uh, anyway, this is just going to sort itself out. Next up, <laughs> more nerd stuff, Mint. So the Mint app. Love it. This is one that we spoke about when we did our month of finance tracking. And it's one that I use I quite regularly. Um, but I really like the desktop version of this app. But I also like the phone version. So it's an app that lets you connect your bank accounts, credit cards, any like all of your kind of financial life. And you kind of categorize and... Uh, track your spending. It's very cool. The app version is great because you can enter on the go. Like say if you're out somewhere and you spend cash, you can just enter your transactions in the app version. But in terms of like reporting and everything, I like the desktop, but it's great. Um, So I I don't know. I just like seeing my account balances, my transactions, and as well as keeping track of my budget right from my phone. I think it's great. Have you been using it? Well, I used it very religiously during our April challenge where we talked about finances. And I like it. And by the way, I do like the desktop version as well. Yeah, better. There's something about being able to see it all and get like a better. And I don't know if that's just, I just in general, like desktop versions of things and versus being on my phone. Yeah, so, me too. So maybe that just could be that. But um, I've totally fallen off the mint train. I <gasps> I know that I should use it. I know that it's helpful. I know that as our online pretend best friend Gretchen says, that monitoring will help to improve your overall ability in a certain area. And I just resist this so hard. So I guess this is a good reminder for me get, to get back after it because I really feel like the more that I monitor my finances and stay on it, we just are in a better yeah. situation. Okay, so I have a question for you. This relates to my next app that I like. Do you have a little book or a piece of paper somewhere that has all your passwords written on it? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I used to have that as well. And, um, or maybe you just straight up forget all your passwords all the time. Maybe whatever your habits are around passwords. We all have a ton of passwords these days. Everything, every account you have online has a password. Whatever the case, 1Password is an awesome app. And it lets you store all your passwords in one secure app right on your phone. I really like it and it's helped me to keep better track of all of my passwords and also have more secure passwords because I don't just make them all the same thing for everything anymore because you have a spot that you can easily look them up if you don't know them. So they have a free version and a paid version. And here's a fun fact for you. What the people that? that have this app are from St. Thomas. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's so, cool. I mean, I don't know a ton about them, but they are clearly from this area. 
And the cooler part, we have this massive new soccer field facility that's being built, that's being built rather close to my house. And it's going to be called One Password Park. They're sponsoring it. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. Like a local connection. That's amazing. Well, if you needed incentive to download this app, there it is. It's another one. Well, I do have an incentive already, but that is another one for sure. So this actually reminds me that it's on my list of things to sort out. Because one of my 19 for 2019 is to complete a course that I purchased a while ago called the Virtual Business Academy. And this is a course that gives you step-by-step instructions on how to get your virtual house in order. Um, And and one of the steps is to take care of this password craziness. And one of the apps that's recommended in this course is 1Password. Ah, that's cool. So this is a good reminder for me to get after it. So again, in the show notes, I will um, put a link to all of the apps we've mentioned so far, including 1Password, but I'll also put a link to this course that I'm talking about, because if that resonates with you at all, that you want to get your virtual house in order, especially if you have an online business or you're attempting to have an online business, it sort of helps to go through all the steps that you need to do in order to do that. And you know what? Jeff still has a piece of paper with all his passwords. Does he? And is it because he's feeling paranoid or is it because he hasn't adopted the one password or like, what is it about him? I have no idea. Because it can't be that he's disorganized because I kind of feel you just said he likes to check the boxes. I think he's just resistant. Well, I I can relate to that. I'm a pusher a little bit. (laughs) You're such a pusher, Jenny. (laughs) I know. Um, We've also talked and we've never done like a full thing about this, but I think we've kind of maybe mentioned capsule wardrobes once or twice. Yeah, we've talked about it like a a kind of tiny bit. We should definitely come back to it because you love it so much. I do. I do. It really... Okay, so let's I'll I'll backpedal here. Here's the name of the app that we're talking about in reference to this. Stylebook. Now, this is actually a paid app, which shockingly I actually bought. Okay. There's no I don't think there's a free version of it. It costs maybe six or seven dollars. And I started using this app three or four years ago, and it was when I got into doing capsule wardrobes. So for those who don't know, a capsule wardrobe is a limited collection of clothing that you make all your outfits from. So it's a simplified way of dressing. So for each season, you have a limited wardrobe that you make all your outfits out of. It's a way to have less clothes, but it actually makes you more creative with your clothes. Um, I recommend checking it out. If you haven't already, check out Courtney Carver. She has tons of great resources on this. Um, So anyway, Stylebook allows you to store images of your clothing and put them into outfits. Um, And then you can also log the outfits on a calendar of when you wore them. This is really helpful when you're getting started doing these capsule wardrobes and it helps you to see what you're actually wearing day to day, keep a visual inventory, that sort of thing. So it's helpful for somebody who's having trouble with their clothes or wants to shop their own closet or wants to figure out how to have less clothes and be creative with them. Like that's a good reason to use this app. Super aware of what you're wearing and when. So for me, it made me super aware of how frequently I wear black shirts. Right. I love it. It's like your uniform. Yeah. And it made me mix it up a little bit too. Cause I realized like in my mind, I think, Oh, I, I probably wear a dress once a week. No, I wasn't. So now it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to mix that in a little bit more and it helps you change it up. All right, let's move on. Next one is Audible. 
So we've likely mentioned this oh. app in, the, in, in passing on the podcast as well. It is an app where you can download audiobooks and listen to them anytime, anywhere. So this is one that John and I both use quite a bit. Uh, there is a free trial, but then to download more books, this becomes a paid app. So you can go to yeah. audible.com or audible.ca and check that out. There's another free option that I don't know a ton about uh, called Libby. Do you know about this? I I don't, but I'm going to I'm going to include another note here. Okay. Go on. So I was told about this by a couple of people and apparently it's very similar to Audible, but it allows you to download audiobooks for free from your local library. And I, so I have this app, but I haven't really explored it that much. So I would love to hear what people think about this one compared to Audible. So it's just I think having this cool. as an option to download audiobooks is really great. Uh, John's not a big reader, but he, uh, part of his work is he's doing kind of mindless activities and can listen to books for part of his day every day. And he's listened to probably 20 books this year on Audible at work. Wow. So that's so cool. So it's a way that he's quote reading more and then I will uh, use it when I'm driving or when I'm doing chores or whatever, just how I would listen to a podcast. Very cool. What was the thing you wanted to add? uh, Cloud library is another one. I know that for uh, me and St. Thomas, our library, I'm a heavy user of our library and they have a service called cloud library that they're part of that you can get audiobooks or eBooks through. Cool. And that's an app as well. I also, I'm just going to say one more on the topic of this is scribed. That's the one we have. And that, is that a paid or is that a free? Yeah, it's paid. Okay. And it's an pay... audio, it's kind of like audible. Yes. But it's like you pay, Instead, you get a lot because we had researched the difference between Audible and Scribed and you get you can get more books through Scribed. Like you get a little bit more for your money, I think. And we just I don't know. We've been using it and I like it. They seem to have lots of great books. Okay, cool. So there's some different options here, but I think probably the takeaway for this is both Jenny and I love an audiobook downloadable app situation. Boy, do we ever. <laughs> All right, what's your next party? Um, you know, this is gonna, might surprise you, but my fitness pal. Oh, we've talked about this one before. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, the words fitness don't usually apply to me, but we used my fitness pal when we were doing our food awareness month. And this app does, I mean, it does a lot of things like from, you can, you know, really track your workouts and all of that, but it's really well known for its really robust database of foods where you can create a very, very accurate food diary. So this is really useful to be able to get an awareness on what you're putting into your body, tracking your calories, your macros, all of that. And this is one that I have to use every once in a while to get on track with my eating and get me back into a better mindset when I've been maybe using food as entertainment rather than fuel. It really builds some awareness around your what you're eating. Yeah, it's a good one. And I, I think that it's definitely helpful in those situations you just mentioned for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a good one. So uh, this one is by that same, the same company and it's escaped my brain right now what it is. It's a big fitness company. Anyway, um, it's called Map My Run. And is I, it Under Armour? That's it. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. So Under Armour owns MyFitnessPal as well as Map My Run. And yeah. I've been using this app 
on and off for years, but I've gotten back into running this summer because my sister and I are training for this run we're doing in September. So this app is a really great one to monitor your distance, your time, your pace per kilometer or mile, and your average pace over your run. So you can get routes of various distance in your neighborhood or wherever you are, if you happen to be traveling. Uh, it allows you to save your workout so you can look back and compare how you did if you do the same run and the same route you know, in the next week or the next month or even years later. So this is a great way to actually get a, your accurate distance and time and pace and then save it and compare it later. So it's a good one if you're training for a race or even if you just want to know, okay, I want to go for 3K or I want to go for 5K or I want to go for 10K. You just put that into your app and in your neighborhood, it'll show you where there's a good 10K route. So it's a good cool. one if you're uh, walking or running and you want the specifics of those distances or times. Very cool. Okay, I've got one more. Okay. I'm just looking through here. And if I'm picking my top ones, I would have to include this one. It's called Adobe Scan. Game changer. This okay. app is great. It allows you to quickly scan documents and it turns them into PDFs for you. So it replaces the need for a scanner and it's so useful. I've been using it a ton and it was free. Um, I really tried to eliminate paper files in my house and instead of keeping paper files, I store all my documents in the cloud. So instead of taking that piece of paper and putting it in a file folder, I take a quick scan of it with Adobe scan and save it to my cloud service. I can't recommend this one enough. It's very easy to use. It's very easy to save to the cloud. It's great. This is really cool and I did not know this existed because I have a scanner yeah. but it's a pain in the butt to use yep. so I'm like trying to figure out how to scan documents and then email them somewhere I could just do yep. it on my phone it is so good Peg and you will be shocked at the quality of the scan okay this is amazing well this is it's if nothing else this is a really great addition to my world it's so good and it has come in handy so many times um, and I've recommended it to so many people Okay, it's, Adobe uh, Scan, cool. It's a really, really good one. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Anywho, that's all. That's all my apps I got. Is that all your apps? I think for you... today, yeah. I'm sure there's more, but we'll come back oh. to them if we need to another day. I just had to pick my top ones because, boy, I've got a lot more. But those are the ones that I think really can add some good structure around the habits in your life if you're trying to kind of get things working better in your life. I think those are the ones that would be a good start. Okay, sweet. And now we're going to transition over to a segment formerly known as What Are You Digging Lately, which we're calling Much to My Happiness. Ooh, me likey. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, or just random internet hilarity we've found, and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week I'm liking, ooh, me likey, uh, a trail uh, that's near my house and it's called the Canes Woods Trail. And oh. this trail obviously has existed forever or for probably at least 10 or 15 years. And I've only just discovered it in the last couple of months when my sister and I have started doing a little bit more running on the trails. And I've done a ton of running on trails in and around London and St. Thomas and have never experienced or found this trail. So Weird. this this trail is about a 10 minute drive from my house. It's six kilometers long. It's right along the Thames River. It's beautiful, it has huge giant trees. It's gorgeous. I will put a picture of some of the, what you can see um, in the show notes so you can check it out. 
And I just love it. I was listening to uh, Happier with Gretchen Rubin last week, because as you know, she's one of my online pretend best friends. And she was talking about the fact that there's a study that says we need to be in nature 120 minutes per week to get all of the goodness that we can get out of nature. And I've been thinking about that as I've been walking or running through this trail over the last few weeks because it's so beautiful. Good tip. Sounds yeah. like a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the London area or in the St. Thomas area, or if you're coming into town, uh, I will put a link to where you can find this trail. It's really beautiful and it is worth the, the trip to go check it out. Very cool. That's a good tip. Um, so for me, I am liking a book. So a colleague the other day said to me, hey, have you heard of this author? And it sounded familiar to me and her and I, it, it's a, uh, an author whose name is Amy McCready and she writes on the topic of parenting. And so my colleague was kind of telling me about this. She has three kids. So she had been kind of reading over some of the stuff and thought she was good and thought I might like it. So I went to the library and they had two of her books there. So I checked them both out and I'm reading one of them right now. And it's called The Me, Me, Me Epidemic, A Step-by-Step Guide to Raising Capable, Grateful Kids in an Over-Entitled World. Um, We'll include a link to this book. I've been kind of blown away by this book, actually. Um, It's... It's not a, a, a book that's just got theory. It is a book that has some very, very practical advice. I find for us, um, especially because I'm raising a child who's an only child, um, this whole discussion of over-entitled and all of that is something I find that we have to be kind of aware of. Um, and they have a, there's like a list in there that's like a, you know, if your child meets any of these criteria, you might be dealing with an entitled child situation. And it was a bit of an eye opener for Jeff and I. And I mean, I talked about this last week, maybe the week before, about how I've realized I've been, you know, through our whole kind of summer bucket list, I've been kind of engineering a lot of his fun and I need to just like hands off a little bit. And uh, this book is really helping with that. Cool. It's pretty cool. A lot of really good advice. And I mean, parenting is a gong show and any help is always great. (laughs) That's great. You know what? I think it's awesome. I think, you know, obviously I don't have kids, but um, I have a lot of people in my world with little people and I, I see different styles and I think it's cool anytime somebody is like, hey, I don't know how to do this or I only have a certain model that I've seen do this. I want to learn as much as I can amazing. I think that's great. It's like, I'm, this is, I'm learning something as I go. Let's figure it out and get some advice along the way. Absolutely. And when we get into our winner learn segment next, I'm going to talk about one of the eye opening moments I had through reading this book and about a recent interaction I had with Ethan. So stay tuned to hear about my parenting fail. (laughs) Okay. Well then let's move on to our next segment. It's called you win or you learn each week. Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right. And there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win this week. And, um, over the last eight days, we've had a super busy week with lots of summer fun visitors. 
And uh, it's been super fun, but very busy and crazy. And despite that, I've kept up with my exercise. Good for you. And I have sometimes incorporated my visitors into it because I had to, I had to kill two birds with one stone. So our friends were here last week and uh, it was our friend's birthday and he wanted to go for a run. Well, he's like a hundred feet tall and he would have like just left me in the dust. So I said, why don't I just hit, set up a hit workout, which is high intensity interval training, not like me hitting him. Uh, yep. in our backyard. So then we did that workout and all the kids were cheering us on and it became kind of a group activity. So that was fun. That's cool. And then this past weekend when our other friends were here with their three kids, we went to Kane's Woods that I just alluded to and we went for a 6K hike with all of the kids and we looked around at the trees and we said hello to the river and it was very nice. And then I also fit in um, a run with my sister. Part of our training program, we're up to 13 kilometers for our long run. So we did that wow. uh, this week as well. So... Uh, as much as it's been busy in the past, for sure, my go-to would be to let exercise slide because it kind of seems like the thing that is not at the top of the priority list, but I've kept it. So I'm feeling like I'm that's a win. I'm doing that for you. Yeah. I feel like that's a win. You're, you're what? You're sliding <laughs> for me? I'm doing it for you. Yeah. <laughs> well. I got you, girl. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> it's allowing me to keep going with it, right? Yeah. All so right. All right. I mean, let's hear this learn. Okay. So the good news is Ethan has learned how to ride a two-wheeler. No Yay, training wheels. Ethan. He's doing so well. I've sent you a video of a pretty epic wipeout. He was fine, but it's a really good wipeout um, that I happened to catch on video. Um, however, this is related to the book I recommended um, by Amy McCready. So Ethan and I had been talking about him learning to ride a bike, and he had been pretty resistant. He is very into um, these toys right now. I'm trying to think of what they're called. It's like the spinning. I want to say back again, but that's not it. Anyway, I'll think of it. It's, a, it's not important. Anyway, he really wanted this toy. And he's been talking about it, talking about it. And anyway, so the topic of riding a bike came up. And out of my mouth came, if you learn how to ride your bike... I will buy you, there's like these things, it's like called a stadium that you spin the things in for them to have their battles. And it's driving me nuts that I can't think of what it's called. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I totally know what you're calling. I know, I know what you're talking about and I can't think of it either. Beyblades. Oh yes, that's it. (laughs) I hear that word so much every day. I can't believe I can't think of it. So anyway, I told him I would get like the plastic thing that you have the Beyblade battles in. It's like $15. It's not a huge thing, but it was enough of an incentive that he was like instantly like, yep, let's do it. I'm in. Like, that's all he needed because he wanted that Beyblade Stadium pretty bad. So that was fine. So we talked about it that morning. He was so excited to get home and get working on it. It, I mean, learning a new skill like that is hard. Let's just, it's hard. Um, so we went out and we, so we like first though, we watched a couple videos on how to learn how to ride a bike like together so that I felt I could get him to feel like, okay, we're working on this together. It's not me trying to make you do this. So we got some pointers on how to do this and we went outside and we worked on him riding a bike. So he was really determined and he, he was doing really well. He, he was bailing a ton and he was so frustrated And the reason he was so frustrated was because he wanted this Beyblade stadium so bad 
And his frustration over riding the bike was really kind of crashing up against his want for this stadium. So I realized really quickly that I should not have offered him a reward for doing this because it was really going to add a lot of emotional charge to an already difficult, frustrating thing. And it was, for me, I realized like the, the whole motivation and reward for learning to ride a bike should be that you know how to ride a bike. Right. The thing That's itself it. is the reward. Yeah. Yeah. And so the ne- so we worked on it that night. And then the next night he did pretty well. Like he could get pretty far. And I just, we, we went and got him the Beyblade Stadium because he'd worked really hard. And then after that, he was more interested and he wanted to work on riding his bike. He was more interested. Just for the but fact it, of being able to ride a bike. Yes. Okay. But I wish that... And I, and I mean, maybe it gave him the incentive he needed, um, but I realized it added a lot of emotional charge to the process that didn't need to be there. Okay. So that was my, and that's something that in this book by Amy McCready, she really talks a lot about this whole reward thing and how it's not a great way to get children to do things. And it relates so much to habits. So much I'm reading in her book is so similar to habit formation and the psychology behind it and what motivates us. And I, I realized I flubbed this one. I mean, now he's doing great. And the funny part was I had him on the wrong size bike. So I actually had to go get him a different, smaller bike. And, but now he's doing great. And now we have this Beyblade Stadium, but anyhow. <laughs> so it really is a true learn. And obviously oh. you've done enough introspection and learning through this book that now moving forward, when you have a new opportunity to do this, you'll do something different. So that's great. Yes. That's that's this that how it all goes. Uh, I don't think kidding. I'll make the mistake, same mistake. Well, again. sure. I don't think anybody has the answers. You got to just oh. keep doing it. But um, that's pretty cool that you've had some aha moments through it. That's neat. Yeah. And, and now the kid can ride a bike, which is great. And it is bringing me more joy than I can express. It's hilarious watching him ride his bike. Can I and share I know, in the show notes that picture of him crashing? Oh, I wish you would because it's so fantastic. It's so awesome. And just a disclaimer, he's fine. Like he, It looks way worse than it was. He didn't have a scratch. If you are going to watch it, watch it with the volume because as he crashes into the tree, you can hear the little bell on his bike ding. Well, and it wasn't a tree. It was a bush. Just to, <laughs> A bush. Yeah. He calls it a tree because okay. to him it's very big. So we call it a tree. Oh, my uh, goodness. But those neighbors whose bush that um, – like it's on their lawn. I sent it to them because they were away. <laughs> they were like, what is happening? Oh, that was great. Oh, Ethan. Yeah. All right. Bless well, pass, pass on congratulations to him because he's, uh, he's doing awesome on his bike now. Yes. All right. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jkouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and we sure hope that you do, please, please, please tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and let them know it's free. Some people are not aware that podcasts are completely free to subscribe and listen to. We would also love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people to find the show. 
And we also have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I need to go take a bath. Is there an app for that? (laughs) I wish. That would be awesome. I, I would assume there's the automation now that I could hit a button on my phone and my bathtub would start filling up. That'd be pretty great. I think that that probably exists somewhere for some people. Oh, absolutely.